Blessed. One more time. Blessed. Amen. Don't be afraid to be blessed, but as you are blessed, be a blessing. Amen. Some people, I don't want to be blessed in life. Well, then pray to someone else who gets blessed that know how to be a, a stream for God. Amen. To let it flow. Well, God is good. Everybody get an extra hour of sleep today? No. Oh, some of you did. God bless you. Some of you did. I still wake up the same times I wake up. We're going to pray over the shoe boxes today. Amen. I'm truly believing this year, I mean, it was over 10 million last year altogether, that they're going to get to the right child. Amen. This box, whosoever it is, is going to get right into the hand of the child that was hoping for these type of things. You know what I'm trying to say. Just that supernatural connection. So stretch your hands out here. Father, I don't take this lightly. Every one of these packages is going to have the gospel message. Every one of these packages will go to a mother or a father of these child children. Yeah, it's got little toys and got little uh, soaps and things like that. But it's got love in here, Lord. And we don't just pray for our five, six hundred that we'll be sending. But we pray for the millions that will go across the world, Lord. I pray for children, even in nations where they don't allow Christianity in, that somehow these boxes can even get there. And just put a smile on a little child to see these kids playing in mud and playing on streets just with gravel and dirt and sewer systems on the side of them to bring a little day of smiles to them. My heart is always children were born to have fun, Lord. Kids should have fun. Shouldn't have to be worrying about sex changes and all this nonsense that's going on in our world right now. They should just have fun. So we pray over these boxes, all of them that are out there, the 10 plus million that will be sent throughout, Lord. And we just pray for your blessings upon them. Many of these, all of these have been given with an attitude of love, Lord. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you all for doing that. For any reason, if you forgot to bring it today, that we get a couple week window to get things together. If you haven't been able to do it and you'd like to do it online at this point, just go to that. I don't know if they can put it up there, the QR code, but you've seen it in the last few weeks. Just go ahead and uh, do it online, and it's a great way to get it out there. I, I, we had the Samaritan Purse rep come to our, our church. You know, they had a meeting with him, and I, I said, what's the difference between online and the ones we, we make? And he said, the online ones are the ones that we can send into restricted areas because we know exactly what to put into them. I said, oh, that's wise. They're a lot smarter than me, amen. <laughs> that's wise. So these get into the areas where they're accepted, and then all the ones done online get into restricted areas, amen? So say again. Oh, the QR code is up. There it is. You know, just leave it up a minute. I see people getting their cameras out. If you would like to do it, I believe it was $25 what it ends up costing. That's the shipping and all the gifts that'll be in there. Wow, look how many people taking pictures. Go right ahead. 
Leave it up for a little bit, guys. Leave it up. Just that'll take you right to the place. We had a goal of 150 online, and I think we're close to about 50 or 55, so it's all good. Amen? Amen. If you'd like to do it online, go right ahead. We're going to get into the Word of God. God is good. Uh, I don't know about you. I'm looking up. How about you? Our redemption is drawing nigh. What a cuckoo world we're living in right now, church. It just doesn't stop. But anyway, we know we got inside information. Amen. Father, we thank you for the word of God today, and we thank you, Lord, for anointing this vessel to bring forth your word. Thank you that you love us, you care for us, and thank you for this new message now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Would you turn with me to Revelations chapter 4 and verse 11? This month, and as we're getting closer and closer to the end of the year, you believe it's November already? I want to talk about God and how majestic he is. Now, this word majestic, you say, ah, what does that all mean and all? This word majestic is powerful, church family, just powerful. Listen to the definitions of the word majesty or majestic. You ready? If you want to write it down, there's a bunch of words, so if you can't write them down, that's fine. But it means exalted, great. I love the third one. You ready? Awesome. I love that. My God is awesome. Elevated. Lofty. Stately. Dignified. Distinguished. Striking. Magnificent. Grand. Splendid. Y'all caught up? Yeah. <laughs> Glorious, impressive, awe-inspiring, marvelous, superb, regal, royal, kingly, imperial, noble, lordly, sovereign. Wow, that's my God. How about you? So he could say, that's our God. When we start to understand with our little minds in this state that we're in right now, how awesome, how majestic our God is, and that he created everything for himself, that he is blessed to be a blessing. Do you understand what I mean by that? When we understand that God is self-sufficient, he doesn't need anything to bring sufficiency to his life. He is all self-sufficient, but yet he is a father's heart, and this is what he wanted. Children not that are, ah, but children that acknowledge his greatness and enjoy the wonders that he made. Look at Revelation 4.11. It brings it out so beautifully. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Now, I think the original King James does a beautiful job on this verse. So go ahead and look at that, Revelation 4.11, in the regular King James. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor, and power. 
for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. I was created for God's pleasure. Do you understand that? The animals were created for God's pleasure. The universe was created for God's pleasure. I please God. Do do you understand that? Sometimes we think I mess up. God knows who you are. God knows your shortcomings, and he still loves you. Again, I heard this statement, and it stuck with me. The greatest thing that we can do in our lives on planet Earth is to enjoy God. Write that down. The greatest thing that we can do in life is to enjoy God. On the surface, this statement seems selfish. But when you understand who God is and that he made everything that we see for us, let that sink in. And I'll explain a little bit more. Then we understand that there is nothing greater in life than to bring him joy. And as the giver of life, the best way to bring him joy is to enjoy him and all that he has made. Are you guys with me? Look at Ephesians chapter 1 with me. Ephesians 1 and verse 3. In the majesty of God, and he's awesome, beyond awesome. Mark, I saw your picture on Facebook out in the woods and just saying, this is what I enjoy. This is what I love. And another person can sit at the ocean. Me and Diane sometimes can go to the ocean, bring our packed lunch and sit there for hours and hours and hours. What do you do? Stare at the water. (laughs) Listen to the sound, but it just does something. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Others want to climb a mountain or Charles to go take a group on a hike and explore nature when the leaves are green or when there's a little snow on the ground or when the leaves are turning. Many different colors. The awesomeness of God that he knew what we needed because he placed it within us. Amen. Watch now. Blessed be, uh, verse 3, 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed who? Us. Come on, say it. Us. With every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. And we think spiritual blessings are just, oh, you know, the, 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 the spirit realm. No, I believe everything you see has a spiritual blessing upon it. Not the evil, you know what I'm talking about, but the Alp Mountains, the snow as it comes down, the wonders of a little child, the beauty of his creation and the animals and the grass, on and on. Just as he chose, say it, me, us, me, in him, before the foundations of the world, till anything was even here, that we should be what? Holy, without blame before him, in love. Woo! How does God see me? Holy, without blame, before him, in love. Verse 5. How having predestined us to the adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. Think about that. Jesus Christ is who? God's 
only begotten son. So what does God do? He adopts all the rest of us. I'm a love child of a love God. Can I get an amen? Amen. Now watch. As sons by Jesus Christ to himself, watch now, according to the good pleasure of his will. It was his good pleasure to make us sons and daughters. It was his good pleasure to make the earth. It was his good pleasure to make the universe. He knew that there'll be certain ones of us that'll be looking at those stars going, oh, I'd like to go up there one day. It was his good pleasure for us to look at a lion in its majesty and say royalty and say, oh, I would just love to rub his belly someday. <laughs> you will, church family. You will. Mm. Imagine that. You know, I've had a bear walk in our backyard. I've never had a lion walk in our backyard. And in this fallen state, I'm glad. Amen. Look at the rest. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he has made us, say it, me, accepted in the beloved. See, we're accepted by God. That's why I can say the greatest thing that we can do in life is to enjoy God. Because the same way the greatest thing in life for me as a father, as a grandfather, is to enjoy my children and grandchildren, to enjoy my wife and my youth, to enjoy the pleasures and the things that God has given me. Again, we're in a fallen world. Again, this world has sin in it. This world has pain in it. God doesn't give it to us. Every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of light with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. In other words, God's a good God. And the insurance companies want to put act of God. No, I'll put this is an act of the devil. This is an act of God. Amen. This we, when we look at all of creation, we see a father's heart preparing a world for his children. For how long did it take him to do it? I don't know. He's eternal. I think through time. God doesn't operate through time. He was always here. When did the angels come? I don't know. But they came, but they weren't at the very beginning because he's the only one that was at the very beginning. I don't understand. Join the club. <laughs> Who can fathom the wisdom of God? How can we get this into our minds? That he was, always was, always will be. That he is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. That he is almighty God. This majestic father made a world with everything in it to meet every one of our needs and even our desires. Did you get that? Here, give you a scripture. Psalm 37, verse 3 and 4. Trust in the Lord, dwell in the land, feed on his faithfulness, delight yourself also in the Lord. Delight yourself in who? The Lord. What does that mean? Enjoy God. And what's God going to do? And he shall give you the desires of your heart. Well, I got some pretty crazy desires. When you connect to the heartbeat of God, your desires line up with his. 
You're not thinking some perverted or evil or sinful thing. You're thinking of beautiful things. Amen? God did not create us and then say, oh, you need light. I forgot about that. Hold on. Let me make some light for you. Oh, you need food. Oh, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we forgot food. Hold on. Let me get some trees and vegetation out there. Oh, you need companionship. Oh, my, oh, my. Let me create these beautiful animals. No, he created all that he knew that his man and his woman would love and enjoy. Let me say that again. Love and enjoy. Why do you enjoy just sitting at the beach listening to the ocean for six hours? I don't know. The only thing that messes it up is when I got to go pee or I get hungry. <laughs> I want to just sit there. I don't want to move an inch, amen. Just want to sit there. But then nature calls and I get hungry. Listen, everything that we have in life, be it a house, be it a car, be it clothes, be it jewelry, a washing machine, a stove, a freezer. We're in this world, and then man learned how to use what God already made to invent some pretty amazing stuff. Would you agree with that? But man has created zero outside of what God has already placed into the earth that we could use the metals, that we could use the gold, the diamonds, the, the, the silver, and all the different things that he placed there, that we can invent a washing machine so we don't have to use a board and go like that anymore, that we could have a refrigerator and a freezer that we could stick our food in, and it can stay fresh for months and even longer. All these things were already placed in the earth by God for us to learn. People say, oh, we're going to know everything when we get to heaven. No, we're not. We're going to learn. God is always going to be smarter than us. Yeah. And he's going to, I believe, the same way he's done in, in this life, release certain things at certain times. And we're going to go, wow, that's cool. <laughs> oh, let me, let me, let's put God's name in. Wow, that's awesome. Oh, it's going to be something else. What I like to do is go to the beginning and see the Father's heart as he creates everything for his children. Remember, the universe was created for the earth. The earth was created for God's man and woman. And God's man and woman were created for him. When you understand that, just like we just read in Revelation 4.11, it shows me that I can bring God Pleasure. I can bring God joy. How? By living, enjoying him, and enjoying what he made in this world for us. You know, there's really only one thing that God asks for from us. You know, besides believing in Jesus, being born again. Here's what it is. You ready? You should write this down. This one thing. You do this one thing, your whole life will change. Thankfulness. That's the one thing God looks for in us. Are you thankful for what I've given you? 
Yeah, but my foot hurts. Does your other foot hurt? No. Thank him for the one that doesn't hurt. Well, my eye hurts. How about the other eye? No, that one feels good. Thank him for the one that feels good. Become thankful in whatsoever situation you're in. Thank him for what he has done. Don't thank him for what the devil's doing. Well, I'm sick, I'm this, I'm broke, yada, yada. That's the devil. But as we become thankful, what does that scripture say? Don't worry about anything, Philippians 4.11, or don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. I think the greatest holiday of the entire year is coming up this month. But yet it becomes just another, go watch a football game, I'm going to eat turkey till I can't eat no more. I said apple pie and pumpkin pie. <laughs> but we forget to thank them. Thank them for that stove that can cook that turkey. Thank them for that refrigerator and freezer. Thank you, I can hit $400 at ShopRite and get a free turkey. <laughs> thank him for any of the little things. Thank him when you're driving. Oh, Pastor, if you saw my car, you want to walk? Thank him for what you got and watch what you get. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Rejoice in him. Enjoy him. The Bible says to enjoy the wife of your youth. Enjoy one another. It's a gift from God. Marriage is a gift from God. Sex is a gift from God. Children are a gift from God. These are all from God. Boy, I'm better preaching than your amen in today. Come on, help me out. Help me out. Again, Revelation 4.11. You are worthy, this is King James, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created everything and for thy pleasure they are and were created. You know, we look at the world and we go, yeah, that's right. It's all for God's, I'm for God's pleasure. For the few, as I was reading Ecclesiastes yesterday, for the few measly years we have on this planet, I can bring joy to the creator of the universe. Think about that. Think about that. Think about that. Let that sink in, amen? So come on, join with me as we go to the very beginning and see the majesty of God at work creating for us. Go to Genesis chapter 1. And I want to spend well, probably the rest of our time right here. And we'll see how far we get. Genesis 1.1. I know Genesis 1.1. Good, hear it again. Get it deep within you. Why do we have Genesis 1-1 through Genesis chapter 2? Why? Because of the Father's heartbeat. Because he loves children and he wanted billions of us. Watch Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, when's that, Pastor? We talked about that already. No idea. No idea. God, underline the word God there, created the heavens and the earth. Then he says, the earth was without form, void and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the spirit, underlying spirit there, 
of God was hovering over the face of the water. So just like in Noah's flood, the entire earth was filled with water at this point. Amen? Here we're going to see the Trinity at work, right? Because verse 3 says, then God, say it, said. We know that is Jesus Christ right there. Then God said. So we saw the Father in the beginning, God. We saw the Spirit and the Spirit of God. And we see now Jesus. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Now we look at that scripture and just looking at it, we go, yep, God made the sun, he made the moon, he made the stars. No, it's not saying that. It's talking about a supernatural light here. Watch this. This is so interesting because it's day four that he made the sun, the moon, and the stars. We're still in day one. Our God is awesome. Our God is awesome. You know, when people, evolution and all that stuff, try to knock this stuff down, but yet they can't prove one thing. We're still living by a week. We still go by months. We still go by the moon. We still go with the 365 days. We still go by everything that it talks about in Genesis chapter 1. I don't go by anything that they're talking about. It makes no sense. If you change the work week, you know, a week into six days, it would totally mess up the whole thing. But God made it all in seven days. Well, six days, and on the seventh, he rested. Let, let's, let me explain verse one to you. I, I thought the, the new spirit-filled uh, Bible states it like this. God's first divine command begins the process of transforming the chaos. We see that the earth was without form, void. Darkness was upon the face of the earth, Right? God said will occur 10 times in chapter 1 as the means of bringing about life and order. Light is the presence of illumination in general. The luminary bodies are created on the fourth day, the sun, the moon, and the stars. Another commentary stated, God said, God effortlessly spoke light into existence. Now follow me. Let me give you a couple scriptures on this and then I'll continue on. If you want to turn there, Psalm 33, 6 says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Psalm 148, 5, Let them praise the name of the Lord for he commanded and they were created. All right? So this dispels the darkness, verse 2. Again, the greater and lesser light, the sun, the moon, and the stars, were created in verse 14 through 19 on the fourth day. Here God, watch this now, was the provider of light in verse 1 and 2. In fact, turn there with me. Go to 2 Corinthians 4, 6. I'm not getting too heavy for you, am I, church? We need an understanding that because it gets confusing. Where did that light come from? And then there's light, you know, that he's creating the source that we use for light. But watch what it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 6. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So what did God do? It was total darkness, chaos, water upon the earth. 
God spoke and there came light. Now, how can that be, Pastor? Well, we're going to experience it for all eternity. Well, you're going to have to show me chapter and verse for that. I'm so glad you came to this word, church, today. <laughs> Would you turn with me over to Revelation chapter 21 and look at verse 23. Excuse me, 23. Remember, John is now seeing the new Jerusalem and heaven, not the earth. The earth will still operate by the moon, the stars, and the sun, right? The earth we're going to live on for a thousand years, going to make a new heaven and a new earth. But something goes on up in heaven. Look what it says. Ready? Read it with me. Verse 23. Ready? The city, come on, read it with me. 21, 23. Everybody good? All right. The city has no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminates it. The Lamb is its light. And I don't think that when we're up in heaven that the glory of God is just going to wind down forever. His light is so glorious. Well, what does that mean? Does he just shine? I don't know what it means. But I read the scripture, the city has no need of the sun. That's the new Jerusalem. Remember we studied about it? It's 1,500 miles wide, 1,500 mile breadth and length, and 1,500 miles straight up. The, the, the station, the satellites that are up there are only a couple hundred miles up. This city's going to be 1,500 miles up. Man, I can't wait to go visit some of them rooms up there. Amen. <laughs> That's got to be something else. What a glorious future we have looking. You know, that's why the Bible says, because God understands that this life can stink at times. And that's why he says the suffering of this present age is not worthy to be compared to the glory that God is going to reveal in us. Yeah, there's suffering in this life. There's things. Not God giving it to us, but the fall and the curse and all that's upon this earth. But one day, Oh, man. The city has no need of sun or the moon, for the glory of God illuminates it. The Lamb is its light. Wow, church family. Our majestic, awesome God has done so much in just these few verses, and it was all for his kids. Remember that Jesus is as much God as God the Father is, and God the Holy Spirit is. He was right there with God at creation. Remember John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the, and the word was with, and the word was, he was in the beginning with, all things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. So why, why do I bring that out? Because this Jesus walked as a humble man upon this earth. Jesus gave everything to his people. Everything, his own life. And this is who we're going to live with as the boss forever. Not some person sitting in the White House or sitting in a parliament building saying, look at me, serve me, as they're finding out now about the Hamas leaders, that they are literally billionaires, but yet their people are living with nothing. Not our God. 
he made everything for us. But he's a God, have you ever noticed this? He's a God of discovery. He wants us to find the diamonds, to find the goals, to find deep things in his word on and on and on. Take pleasure in him today, amen? Verse 6, let's keep going. Oh, my goodness, you guys ate up all the time today. I thought I'd get a little farther than this. Okay. Then God said, let there be a ferment in the midst of the waters. Let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the ferment. He divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. So let it divide the waters from the water. The waters covered the earth, which we just read, right? And apparently surrounded the earth with a vapor. God used the firmament, the space between the surface and the clouds to separate two waters, creating a massive vapor canopy high above the earth. These waters, which were above, provided a protective greenhouse effect over the whole world of that period of time. In other words, he ain't getting sunburned. Amen? Verse 8. And God called the firmament heavens. So the evening and the morning were the second day. Can I get a, how awesome is our God? Amen? Now, just one more. Then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Now, it's interesting. It says one place because they, even scientists believe that the earth was all one big continent at one time. And here the scripture even proves that out. And you read a little later on, it talks about when God divided the continents as we have North, South America, Africa, Asia, Europe, Pacific, and even the Antarctic, right? And then watch. And God called the dry land, say with me, earth. And are we 6,000 years later and we still call it? Isn't that interesting? Huh? And they gathered together of the waters he called them seas. We still call it the Red Sea or we use another word, oceans. And God saw that was good. So this day marks the appearance of land and also the boundaries of the sea. That's our awesome God. Let's look at one more day. Ready? Then God said, that was what, day, uh, I think we're still in day, we're in day three. Then God said, let the earth, whoa, get, get. <laughs> no, anyway. <laughs> then God said, let the earth bring forth grass. The herbs that, that was Dana, she, she wished that went on. <laughs> I saw her front, she's singing and went. <laughs> then God said, let the earth bring forth grass the herbs that yield seed, and the fruit trees. The fruit trees that yield seed, and the trees that yield fruit according to its kind. What does it say about the tree of life? Twelve, twelve different fruits every month. Wow. Whose seed is in its kind. Very important. Circle that word seed. We definitely don't have enough time to look at it, but everything in this world operates through how? A seed, Right? I was born by a seed. Every plant comes by a 
seed. God is establishing this principle right here of its kind. In other words, an apple seed produces an apple. And a human seed produces a human. And it produces a boy or a and that's the way it is. Amen? <laughs> On the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yield seeds according to its kind, and the trees that yield fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. What was good? For making food for his children, making a way that we could live on this earth. And later on, we're going to find out it was for the animal kingdom, the bug kingdom, every kingdom that he made. So say to verse 13 with me. So the evening and the morning were the third day. So we're only up to day three. I thought for sure we'd get to day six, but you guys ate up all the time. Would you stand with me? We're going to sing a song that we sang many, 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 many years ago. Some of you might know it. Some of you might not. But it's a beautiful song, and I think it goes right along with our message today. Go ahead, guys.
love you, Father. Thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for that person that loves gold and the woman that loves a diamond. Thank you for the guy that loves that car that can go real fast. Thank you for you gave us all these things in this earth that we, we your wisdom, can create. The big ships, the cruise liners, how do they float? You gave man wisdom. Airplanes that can hold tons of stuff and can float in the sky. Rocket ships that can go to other planets. You made it all for us to enjoy. And all you say for us to do is to enjoy you. To say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the beautiful animals, the butterflies. Thank you for the beautiful fish, the colors. Thank you for the rocks, the gems that we see in these museums. Fluorescent, orange, purples. Thank you that we can enjoy them with the eyes you gave us. Thank you. One more time, guys. Majesty. Majesty. Come on, just love on Worship is majesty. Unto Jesus. real quietly go ahead and be seated this morning if you don't know this beautiful God that made everything for us he's not some religious God that says fall on your face and serve me how do I know that because I look at Jesus he washed his disciples feet he let John lay on his, in, on his chest he died for you and me this morning, if you're here and you have never asked this beautiful Savior to come into your heart, to be your Lord, to be your Savior, make that decision today. You're not joining this church. You're not joining a religion. You're getting to know the Creator. 
pray this prayer with me. We'll all pray it together to help you. Say this with me. My dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my friend. Thank you for washing away my sins. All this curse. Thank you for restoring me to you. Thank you that I am born again, a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. No one looking around. Just for two minutes, we'll be all done. But if you're here today and you have never prayed that prayer and you did it today, oh, you're getting to know awesome majesty, getting to know him. What I like to do is just give you a free gift. I will not have you stand. I will not have you come to the front. It's my gift to you to just help get you started on getting to know him. Nothing in this package is about our church. It's all about Jesus Christ. If you don't have a Bible, the little card in there, take it to our bookstore. They'll give you a free New Testament, our gift to you. Everything is us giving to you today. You won't have me stand, no. You won't have me walk up front, no. We have altar workers around the sanctuary that'll come right to you and put this gift in, in your hand. So if you're receiving Jesus Christ for the very first time, or you're rededicating your life to him, or you're not sure, but you would still like this little gift, then with no one looking around, Christians praying softly, this is between you, Almighty God, myself, and one altar worker that'll come to you. Would you just slip your hand up, let them see it, and once they see it, they'll come right to you. Please, be bold for Jesus. The day and hour is very late, very late, very late, very late. Let us bless you today with this little gift. Oh, I sense there's someone here. Don't let an opportunity pass you by. Today is the day of salvation. Today, I don't know what tomorrow has. The rapture might come, an accident might come. But right now, I can be born again. If that's you, just slip your hand up. Let our altar workers just bring you this free gift, our free gift to you. Okay, if you wanted to do that, but you're a little nervous, just go to our welcome center and let them know, or even one of the ushers will be more than happy to give you that free package. Let's close in prayer. Precious Father, I do thank you for this beautiful service today. Maybe it was the extra hour, I don't know. It was just beautiful, Lord. Now I thank you for our time of fellowship and our time going home. And I thank you, Lord, that you have made us the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, in all our ways and endeavors, that we are greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved, that we are blessed to be a blessing. Have a great day, everybody. See you Wednesday night online.